Welcome everybody to the 929 English Podcast. We have a special treat today. We welcome Yuri Foreman. Yuri Foreman is the first Israeli to win a world boxing title, having won the WBA super welterweight title in 2009. That's unbelievable. I never met a world boxing champion. So that's first of all it's amazing. Born in the Soviet Republic of Belarus, Yuri emigrated to Israel and learned to box in an Arabian boxing gym in a village near Haifa. Now I want to know, does that mean that there were no boxing rings in the Jewish part of the Jewish neighborhoods? Very few, very few. A majority was uh yeah. A boxing sport even in the United States and any other country is a kind of an immigrant sport you know if you can right. uh, immigrant sport people that have no access to uh you know short on money on the funds and stuff like that so boxing is yeah it's it's predominantly by uh, run by immigrants and I was an immigrant in Israel and uh, from from Soviet Republic came to Israel and uh yeah and Arabs are you know also had kind of a aspiration as well for boxing. Fantastic. Foreman then moved to Brooklyn when he was 18 years old and his boxing career really began to flourish. But let me tell you something else. Yuri is also an ordained rabbi, ordained by a Chabad rabbi. and he currently sports a 35 and 4 record he fought twice during the pandemic winning one fight on december 20 uh, december 5 2020 and losing a decision on december on june 21st in atlanta and yuri i want to ask you what did the pandemic mean to you obviously you continued working you continued being a rabbi you continued being a boxer you won one you lost one i'm sure that the one you won you deserved to win and the one you lost you didn't deserve to lose but you won one and you lost one but what did it mean to you when the world closed down and then what did it mean to you when the world opened up again Um so are we already open? <laughs> we're on. We're on. You and um, me. No, I, I don't know I don't know if world per se opened fully. There's still some restrictions. Um it's also it's interesting timing when the pandemic started and the the whole closure of the New York, Brooklyn and the rest of states was happening literally almost uh on the same day with the first uh with the first uh, Seder Seder night you know right it was interesting kind of peculiar also um it was so for me it means uh restrictions those are f- restrictions applied to all of us collectively and um and since it's also been kind of fell on uh, the first night of uh Pesach Pes- Pesover started you know like a week week after or so um it was interesting because mitzrayim which is egypt uh really uh, come from the root hebrew word um uh, uh, which is uh, constriction so it was kind of all right makes sense 
we are kind of uh, in our personal personal and uh, collective um, Egypt and then we have to do what the best as, as, as collective as nation as uh, kind of a learn uh, pathways of uh, continue on going continue moving continue on uh, growing so okay um, I mean that's interesting so you're saying that Minham Mitzrayim Egypt, Min HaMetzar, from yeah. the constricted place, from the narrow place, we have to figure out how to move forward. Yeah. The pandemic represented a narrow place for all of us, but we figured out how to move forward. Let's talk for a minute about your two fights during the pandemic. You won once in December and you lost the decision on June 21st. Was it hard for you to decide to fight during the pandemic? It, uh, you know, um, being an athlete, I've been doing boxing for so many years already, being professional, almost 20 years now. Um, <clears throat> we always find a ways. Um, it, was, it, it, it was a constriction of continuously uh, fighting in the beginning of uh, the first, I would say, half a year. It was hard to uh, it was easy to train, but it was a hard to train in boxing gym because all the gyms were closed. Um, so I always can keep my fitness level up, but uh, but um, but you find a ways, you know. You find a ways. You're getting yourself in shape. Um, but uh, you know, my last fight that happened two weeks ago. You know, uh, unfortunately, in boxing is also very boxing is very uh, political sport. You know, if you are uh, if um, there is, uh, unfortunately, uh, I don't know what's more dirty, politicians or political arena or boxing arena. I mean, boxing arena is very filthy, you know, uh, and uh, also fighting in, um, I was fighting in Juneteenth, which is initially was started as, uh, it was booked as Father's Day because it was planned to be on Sundays, on Sunday and then um, <clears throat> shortly after or later it's been changed to Saturday night and uh, I find myself in a, in a place where very hostile uh, I was probably the only white person in a five miles away radius <laughs> and uh, but it's okay you know um, you you learn you are uh, just like one of the songs song I'm a big I'm a big uh, big I have a big affinity for uh, rock music <laughs> You lose one, you win one, you lose one, you know, but you learn, you know, and that. So I'm trying to figure out my lesson here. It's been two weeks and I'm still trying to kind of figure out what's really happened. Because <laughs> I, I watched the fight. It was somewhat maybe close, but I did not lose the fight. And uh, the referee and the judges were against me. And I don't know, maybe they felt pressure from uh, from uh, black audience and uh, who knows uh, it's already politics and I'm not involved in myself so let me ask you Yuri I mean we're not going to talk politics but you raise an important question and that is you fight a fight in Atlanta on Juneteenth and it's a very hostile environment and you lose and I accept the fact that you didn't deserve to lose but you lost Mm -hmm. And you're a rabbi. 
and you're a Chabadster, Chabadnik, whatever you want to call it. And you're someone who quotes Rabbi Sachs and, you know, Rabbi Sachs, the international president of 929 English um, of blessed memory and, you know, all of his brilliance. When you when the fight was over and you realized you had lost or in the middle of the fight, when you were fighting, you know, literally, you know, for your life, what role does your religion play for you? What role does the Rebbe play? What role do the Hasidic tunes play for you? What role does right you say Rabbi Sachs says if you sing a Hasidic shenigan, they'll you know they'll you'll be recognized any place around the world? And you tell me that you were in Atlanta, you were the only white person within five miles. Why didn't you start singing Ufaratsta? Right? Had you start singing a Hasidic shenigan, would they have come to you? And I just wondering. What role your your religion plays for you, you know, in those moments of challenge? I think in uh, Judaism and our master, Hasidic masters or Jewish masters and sages over our, I don't know, millennials already, you know, um, what I think is um, it's having... It's like going to the gym. For example, a person who is not really in shape goes to the gym and they have to go through um, through certain uh, certain exercises, certain routine to develop his muscle mass in certain, uh, like for example, a boxing gym. You know, you have to learn how to to evade punch, slip punch, you throwing a punch. You know, and uh, learning how to really uh, control your body. You know. Um, and Judaism, it's kind of a similarity here. And uh, it's also repetitions, repetition, repetitions in sports and in everything, repetition. We even learn language by repetitions. You know, we have to keep re- repeating the one word till it becomes part of us. Judaism is very similar in that respect is, is we do things in repetition. We are tr- we praying three times a day. You know, we are, our Torah is, we keep cycle cycle after cycle after cycle um and i think here is the faith i think one of the most important parts uh in sports in life and in religion is to have that strong faith just like you are training your body for a fight you're training your faith for future endeavors in our lives because um things always going to happen you know, um, oh, it's going to be good things, hopefully, but sometimes it's not going to win. It's not, it's, it's not going to be always shiny, you know, and there's going to be always, doesn't matter what you really expect when it's single person, life is beautiful and everything. Yes, life is beautiful, but occasionally we're always going to, um, we're going to encounter those, those moments. And I think, um, uh, faith and really the, the the strength of our faith is is important. You know what? I've been coming to this environment, um, this hostile environment, and I knew that um, I knew that Hashem. You know, there's everything happens for a reason, and uh, sometimes we're all creating our own reasons. Um, but I know that whatever happens, um, there is something very valuable in this. Um, and whether positive or more so in a negative, um, in a negative, um, this stumbling block, 
that, for example, I encounter, or even COVID, you know, COVID is per se in a global uh, that affects all of us, but in our own unique and and uh, and, and and private kind of a uh, I don't know, manner, we learning our own uh, lessons from that. Um, I I think it's it's the Rebbe Jonathan Sachs is. With reading his books, for example, uh, he mentioned quite a bit of, for example, in one of his books um, about Holocaust and all that. Um, and really, the stories of we've been knocked down as a Jewish people, as individuals as well, been knocked down, and the referees, so to speak, counting us out one time after time after time, you know. But we always been rising up you know we always take a knee we always find ourselves on the back we always find that strength this inner strength the spiritual strength of of getting up and continue fighting during the COVID, for example the synagogues were closed but one of the beautiful things is on shabbos for example i open the window and every little balcony rooftop is there is some jews standing here and they scream and they for example they are they're reading uh they're reciting the uh, uh Gaddish, for example and some some parts of the block that i live it was like some oh man you know louder you know and it's it's beautiful you know it's beautiful find a way how to dive and we find a way how to continue of training we find a way how to how to keep uh contact with our loved ones you know thanks to zoom <laughs> partially um but that's amazing you know we find a ways it doesn't matter how how they they whoever they are uh they or 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 difficulties pushing us down, pushing us, pushing our backs to the wall, uh, metaphorically speaking, we, are, we, we keep fighting, you know. We might not have, um, we're not probably a biggest nation in size or in muscle mass, or, but we are, we are still here, you know, and we're not going nowhere, <laughs> you know. That's really beautiful. That's Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. And my my last question for you, Yuri, is so you really gave an amazing description about what it means to be down, what it means to be confined in the Mitzar, and what you know what the lessons of our religion. You know, we're we're down on our back, we take a knee, but we always get up. I think that's a beautiful idea. Thank you. And I guess my question to you is, what is the ending of COVID, the moving back into the normal world, what is that going to mean for Yuri Foreman, both as a Jew, as a rabbi, and as a boxer? So I think hmm, it's a good question, <clears throat> not an easy one. I think as, um, as besides not even only Jewish people, any, any other person, if you present him, um, um, present him um, a kind of an option, you know, from A to the B, you know, the, the fastest truck is a straight line, you know. Every single individual since birth, I think, is pre, uh, pre-recorded, pre-kind of a already, um, it's already becomes a habit to choose 
a path of least resistance, you know? Um, and I think in my opinion, don't always look for, for um, easiest, easiest, easiest way. I'm sure there's easiest way, you know, you want to go uh, shop closest store or, 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 of course, I'm not talking about this, but I think the path of least resistance is not the path that gonna, that we're going to derive a lot of lessons from it. Uh, shit is always going to happen to us. Sorry for my language, <laughs> but but um, thank God we can review the Zoom. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but I think, but I think really um, learning from our mistakes. Uh, somebody was telling me, don't learn from your mistakes. Learn from stupid people' mistakes. It's easier. It's easier said than done, you know. Because when these things happen to us, and we starting feeling that emotionally, we feel this kind of a mourning. You know, like I lost my fight. It's, you know, it's, and I slowly I have to collect myself uh, and build myself, restructure myself like a Lego, you know, um, and, um, and um, I'm kind of trying to learn a lesson. I think moving forward is we have to, whatever the world is going to be after COVID, if it's going to be, I don't care. I think it's going to be uh, after COVID, I think. Um, now more and more people are finally dropping off the masks. Um, but I think being, being not forgetting who we are, who we are. We came from a very long, 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 long tradition, thousands of years old. We are a descendants of a very great people and, and also strong people as well. Not just all uh, learned people of biggest profits, but just hundred years ago, Jews had the, one of the best boxers in, in, in history, you know, Barney Rose, for example, you know, American Jew also happened to be an immigrant, you know, being a, a great, we have to be not just strong here, but also we have to have the strength, find time and strength, uh, of, of, of really um, taking care of our bodies and uh, taking care of ourselves. It's almost like you're taking the plane, you have to, just in case of emergency, you have to first put the oxygen mask on yourself and then on your loved ones. We have to take care of ourselves. We have to always get ready for, just in case something hits the fan, you know, <laughs> avoiding this word. Um, and uh, being strong, always saying through, staying true to yourself. And uh, one of my uh, one of my um, um, people that I always been uh, following, besides, is not Jewish. I call him Rabbi Lee, Bruce Lee. You know, he says uh, one of his quotes saying, "Don't don't pray for easy life. Pray for strength, so that God gives you strength to endure the hard hard life." You know, and I was thinking, like, what? I prefer be easier, easy life, you know. But then again, we're reading Torah, you know. Moshe didn't have easy life. Avram didn't have the easy life. None of them had the easy life. There's no, not individual, not even one character in the Torah had easy life, you know. And 
And that's where they're great. So kind of have to embrace that difficulties. And I just realized I was listening to myself and I, <laughs> I went way away from, further away from the, uh, answering the question. And um, I already forgot the question. Anyway. Your answer, Yuri, was amazing. Thank you so much for providing insight into you. you, into your background, into what it means to be a boxer, what it means to lose, what it means to have faith even when you lose. And what we all say is, go Yuri Foreman. You are <laughs> you always you. our you you are always our champion. That's what Thank we you. have to remember. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. God bless you and good luck to you. God bless you too, and God bless the listeners. And I'm um, sorry for my outfit. It's very hot in Brooklyn, but I'm channeling. We like your outfit. I'm channeling I'm California. Send me, over a, send me over a tank top like that. I'll wear it next time we go. Perfect. <laughs> I will do that. Take care. Be well. Thanks yes. a lot. Be well. Amen. <laughs>